student at Lancaster Mennonite Middle School, and this podcast is about the other side of abortion, the side that talks about the aftermath, the risks, and the survivors. You might think that an abortion ends with only one survivor, the mom, but that is not always the case. If you don't believe me, Google abortion survivors. 126,000 results come up in about 31 hundredths of a second. Gianna Jessen, Melissa Odin, and Claire Caldwell are just a few, and there are many heartbreaking stories about babies that were born alive and left for dead or killed by an abortion doctor. I'll share one of their stories next. Gianna Jessen is 39 years old and survived a saline abortion when her mother was seven and a half months pregnant. The abortionist was not there when Gianna Jessen was born alive. A nurse then called Emergency Medical Services, or EMS. She was then taken to the hospital where she stayed for about three months. When Gianna Jessen was born, she weighed only two pounds, but she fought for her life, and even though she was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, she learned how to walk before age four. By the time Gianna was 19, she could walk without assistance. Gianna Jessen has an amazing story about overcoming challenges and now speaks out for those who cannot speak for themselves. Abortion is dangerous, steals a person's right to live, and cannot be undone. Any type of abortion is not only fatal to the child and possibly the mother, but the RU-468 pill is one of the worst. This lethal pill has 13 possible side effects and 99% of women who have undergone this procedure have experienced at least one. The RU-468 pill has caused 103 women to be hospitalized, received intravenous fluids, or required surgery. The chance of serious complications is 1 in 100 in the first trimester but 1 in 50 in late-term abortions. Some of these include perforation of the uterus, infection of the sepus, damage to other organs, and death. Abortion defies a person's right to live. When an abortion takes place, an unborn child's right to live is stolen from them. Abortions can be unsuccessful, and the child can be born alive. The Federal Born Alive Protection Act of 2002 was created to protect such children. After one such experience, a nurse was told to put the infant in a room and not enter till morning. Not only are some of these infants left for dead, but at some abortion clinics, they are then dissected so their organs can be harvested. Abortions never go away. As a Florida woman stated, I want women in crisis pregnancies to see that whether they are of 6 weeks or 28 weeks gestation, that an abortion will haunt them for the rest of their lives. Abortions kill innocent lives. Some people think that ending an unborn child's life will solve a lot of problems, but it just creates physical and emotional stress. Post-abortion syndrome has caused people to turn to drugs and alcohol to get rid of the pain, and even commit suicide. As Rhonda Aries said, I remember having evil thoughts about hurting children. It was like I'd done the worst thing I could possibly do. A piece of evil had entered me. A 2005 South Dakota State Task Force stated, that women cannot end their pregnancies without suffering significant psychological trauma and distress. 
So now that you've heard, what do you think? Abortion has serious side effects and a horrible aftermath. If someone is trying to pressure you into having an abortion, remember there is always someone who cares and will help you. And if you want to help the cause, volunteer or donate to a pregnancy center near you. There are also many organizations like the 40 Days for Life campaign that go to abortion clinics and pray for the women there. Remember, if you need help or want to help out, find an organization near you. So, here I have with me is Allison Adams. She's a director of advancement at Women's Concern. They're a pregnancy center in Lancaster. So, Allison, why did you decide to work at a pregnancy center? Well, similar to what you were telling me about your school project, when I was in college, we were asked to do a report about a a topic we were passionate about. So, for me, I was um, very interested in um, you know, pro-life and abortion and what all that meant, and but I hadn't learned too much about it. So I did some research and really started to find a lot of different things about about abortion, and um, so it made me want to do something. So I started by volunteering at Women's Concern, and then after college, um, after I got a job, I ended up um, getting this job here at Women's Concern. So um, it was it was my passion for. Um, is just the pro-life movement and the women and the babies to, to work at a place where we where we do that. We help women and, and babies. So how does working here impact other areas of your life? Well, um, I feel like, and all of our staff would say the same, it's not just a job. It definitely impacts everything because, um, you know, we see women and we hear their struggles and we hear about what's going on in their lives, and so it's kind of hard not to just... Um, you know, kind of take that into everything we do, and um, which is a good thing because we really, I think, see people and see their struggles and understand, you know, kind of what's going on in their lives. And so I think it helps us be more compassionate and sympathetic to others that we see going through very tough, tough things in their lives. So how has, like, the debate between the whole pro-life and pro-choice thing affected you? Um, I think it affects me because it's very hard when you have close friends who are on opposite sides of that issue, and I think it's, I think it's hard. Everyone is certainly entitled to their opinion, and I think it's hard when, um, when I can say, you know, I do this every single day, so I see, you know, I see these women and their stories, and um, I see how abortion affects them, and that's not something that we just say. We hear it from the women who come to us, so they share their stories, they come back after having an abortion and share with us how they're doing and how it affected their lives. And so we see that. And so for me, it's very clear, um, you know, why we do what we do and why we feel like women, um, they certainly, we, they have choices. It's always their choice, but we feel like a life affirming choice um, just benefits everyone involved. So if, like, there had to be a compromise between, like, the two sides, what do you think that should be? Well, I think for that question, I don't, I don't, personally don't think there can be because for us, um, you know, again, like I said, it's always up to the woman. It is her choice, and we give the women those choices, but um, I think that's a hard thing <laughs> to say a compromise because, you know, it's, it's, it's life or it's not, and science tells us it is life. So and it begins, you know, um, at conception. So we feel like we have to do everything to protect it. So I don't think we can do that 
halfway to protect women and protect their babies. So we're we're all in. So there's no compromise for me. <laughs> so um, are there any other services that the pregnancy center provides for women? Yeah. So all of our services are free. And so what we provide is um, we kind of start with someone comes in for pregnancy tests. So we can do pregnancy tests on that woman if she's um, considering abortion or are there people in her life who are telling her she should have an abortion for a number of reasons. We um, offer an ultrasound as well. So we have a nurse, we have ultrasonographers who, um, who volunteer with us and they will um, do that ultrasound. And then we also um, do parenting classes. So for women who are pregnant all the way up until the baby is one, they can come in for classes, they can earn um, baby items, they can earn like a brand new cribs, car seat stroller. So we really empower them to, you know, work hard in the program, but they also can earn things for their baby as well. Um, we do something called abortion pill reversal, which is a really neat thing. Um, we do um, some post-abortion healing and help. So for women who've had abortion maybe last year, maybe 10 years ago, they can come back and kind of do a study, get some one-on-one -on -one some information, just some healing for, for whatever they might be facing um, if they choose to, to enter into that. Um, and we do, we do the parenting classes, we do um, sexual integrity education, we do some fatherhood classes, um, we do material assistance of people who might just need diapers, they just might be running low or wipes or formula, we provide those things for free um, on an emergency basis. So we really try to take care of the woman's needs, um, whatever she needs, and also her baby, her family as well. So how can you like provide all that stuff for free? Is it by donation or? Mm -hmm. So we have, there's so many people, that's the really cool thing about pregnancy centers because there's a lot of people like you who are very passionate and they want to do something about it and they're here for the women and the babies. So um, we get um, we get some money through our events that we have. We have different events throughout the year, um, some grants. We also, but mainly, um, individuals and businesses who and churches who care about what we do and they give their time they give um, their money to us and so um, that's that's how we can do it and we have people who um, they want to give items so they give they have baby showers for us for the center and so they give brand new items so because we feel like the women um, they're worth they're valuable they're worth brand new beautiful things not old used things so we love to have these showers and we have a little baby boutique where the girls kind of shop with their points so they get to shop for brand new items so it's a great way for people um, to get involved and so if they want to do like I said like a baby shower um, or help with our events there's lots of ways for people to feel very involved with the center so that was Allison Adams. She's the director of advancement at a woman's concern and This podcast was produced by a student at Lancaster Mennonite Middle School. Thanks for listening.